Oregon Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything's done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.dorganramen.com And welcome to a new exciting episode of this holiday season of Goth Girl Horror, the official hack slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Charcy Lux. And tonight we are uh, posting this episode on Christmas. Hopefully you had a chance to check out our interview with the artist of this issue a couple weeks ago, Daniel. And hopefully you caught on the Radio of Horror YouTube channel. Our commentary for the 2012 uh, horror slasher movie Silent Night, which is a free and available on Tubi, by the way. So we uh, wanted to do a uh, slasher horror Santa uh, style movie, and that movie is kind of a remake of the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, but not really. It stands pretty much on its own. Hence why it's only called Silent Night and not Silent Night, Deadly Night. But it's still considered to be part of the Silent Night film saga, so it's like part six. So hopefully you catch that on the Radio Power YouTube channel as Charity and I did a fan commentary for it. We are going to be covering today issues two, three, and four of Crossroads. And how has your Christmas been, Charcy? Well, so far uneventful. Uh, unfortunately, with COVID, my family hasn't planned anything, and we're not getting together as far as I know. Uh-huh. But... At the same time, I guess that means I can get caught up in some things around the house, I guess. How about you? Nothing too exciting, but I'm pretty excited that Wonder Woman 84 came out on HBO Max for Christmas. Yes, I did forget about that, although I've been forgetting a lot lately. So So that's very exciting indeed. And then uh, coming up in a couple weeks, uh, we will have the next exciting episode. Uh, It's funny that we released, or I I, I planned it out to release an episode on Halloween, Thanksgiving, and now Christmas, even though the issues we covered really had nothing to do with those holidays. (laughs) No, absolutely nothing. But, you know, it works for the Halloween one, no problem. Probably, definitely. We're going to get started. We're wrapping up the storyline Crossroads. That's why we're doing three issues this episode, because we only did one because of our interview with Daniel. So we have uh, uh, Charcy here with uh, the plot synopsis for issue number two, volume two of Hackslash. All right. So then for Crossroads, we have story by Tim Seeley, artwork by Daniel Leister, colors by Mark Englert, letters by Crank, edits by James Lauder, publisher is Image, and issue two was published originally in March 2011. And we start off the issue by hearing Vlad's point of view. He's extremely confused by the fact that he is seeing Acid Angel, because she had died at the hands of another slasher. But here she is in the flesh again as a slasher. Angel starts to talk, but Cassie gives her a good bash to the face. Angel retaliates by spitting acid in Cassie's face. And in doing so, she's able to use the acid and control her, forcing her to go after Vlad with her bat and knocking him out. 
Meanwhile, in the Eminence, Indiana, Cat is being surrounded by a horde of undead animals. Just when a zombie lion is about to leap onto her, Sam comes to her rescue. He manages to scoop her up and flee from the animals, but Cat is still scared of him. So she pulls a knife from her pocket and jabs it into his eye, and she immediately runs away from him. Back in Louisiana, Acid Angel has Vlad and Cassie tied up in a hotel room. She's watching porn because apparently she has to be all hot and bothered in order to use her acid abilities. She teases Vlad, basically calling him Cassie's little dog that she orders around. Then Angel states that she wants to make him her bitch. This angers him, and he kicks her away, and she smashes into a TV. She retaliates by having her zombie control that she's controlling punch him, punch Vlad's face several times. Back in Indiana, Maggie and Chris are leaving the bar and headed for home. She appears to be having a difficult time with her thoughts and feeling guilty for killing Libby. In her distraught state, she decides to grab Chris and kiss him. They all of a sudden hear a loud noise, which Maggie quickly goes to investigate. Turns out it's Cat, running to find help, and she tells them about the dead animals. Back at the hotel, Cassie wakes up and wants to know how Angel was able to come back a second time. She tells her that she remembers having black flames guide her back. When she came back, she tor tortured and took control of her ex-boyfriend, Rick. Just before she was going to take control of Cassie's mind, Vlad has the key to his cuffs, and he's able to escape in time to stop Angel and free Cassie. A struggle breaks out, and Vlad ends up throwing Angel out the window. Back in Indiana, Lisa and Ava are in the living room, and Ava notices that Chris is out late with Maggie, and she questions his loyalty to Lisa, which causes Lisa to get mad and almost call her a whore. Ava ends up leaving the house to go find Sam. At the hotel, we find out that Rick gave Vlad the key to unlock his cuffs, and whole, all he asks in return is for them to kill him. Vlad understands and snaps his neck. Back to Indiana, Ava takes a walk to cool off after her argument with Lisa. She sits down by a stream and dangles her feet in the water. Turns out there are zombie fish in there, and they grab her and pull her into the water. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, Vlad and Cassie are searching for Angel, but she's nowhere to be seen. Vlad finally snaps and tells Cassie off and that she needs to be his friend, not his boss. Right when Cassie is about to answer him, Chris calls them for help. He lets them know about the zombie animals, and they instantly know that it's Bobby and he's back. That concludes issue two. All right. And also, uh, colors by Mark Engel, Eng Englert. Uh, Mark is on Twitter. I found him. He's an artist that's pop specializes in pop culture posters and honored, uh, as he says, to have worked with Disney, Lucasfilm, Universal, Amblem Entertainment, which is Steven Spielberg's company, Marvel, Fox, and Paramount. Nice. Yeah, so I would definitely like to have him on the show as he's the colorist for the Hack Slash comic book for quite some time. I was going to say, we say his name pretty often, so it would be nice to talk with him. Definitely. So right off the bat, uh, in the actual floppies, we have the character guides, but let's first take a look at the covers, as there's more than one covers. Um, <laughs> okay, so the first cover is by Tim Seeley, and it's got Cassie uh, crawling on the ground with Bobby riding a lion. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my favorite one, not going to lie. <laughs> my issue signed by Tim uh, when I met him at Boston Comic Con in 2016 again. Nice. And the other cover has, I don't know who the artist is, I'm trying to see, it's cover 2B, and it has Cassie with her back to us when she's turning with her bat and just looks like a blood splatter on the wall she's wearing like harley quinn style stockings and her typical fishnets and uh hand gloves finger hand fingerless hand you know arm gloves and she's got purple hair the way it's drawn which i like the purple hair especially with the gloves and then those are the two covers there might be a photo cover but the only two i can find online are these two. Oh, the covers by iamon donahue who i don't know who that is as we had talked about before, that Vlad and Cassie are face-to-face -face with Acid Angel. And I gotta say, I absolutely love the fact that you have Angel, like, about to give her monologue, and Cassie just hits her in the face. And we get the typical Cassie of, what, you think I'm gonna let you finish your monologue, you dumb slut? <laughs> it's 
of course, this ticks off Acid Angel, and we know that she spits on Cassie, but this is the first time that we get to see that somehow she's able to use her acid and control people. I thought she would have, like, burnt out Cassie's eye doing that. I I would have thought so, too, but maybe she aimed at her forehead? I'm not sure. Regardless, Cassie should have, like, a scar, like, melted flesh or whatever the case may be. Especially one that would have been permanent for her, too. I mean, I I guess there's a tiny mark on her forehead, but not much of anything. And, of course, she can turn the acid on and off because she's able to wear a bikini... And then, of course, use her powers to slice open Vlad's shirt. Yeah, and that's what I found interesting, too, that it's, like, apparently it's more relevant in her hands, too. Like, no matter what, if she uses her hands, it's there. Right, because the next thing she's sitting on the bed, you know, like, completely frontal on the bed, uh, Mm -hmm. on her chest, which I just got to imagine women with breasts that big do not sit on their chest that much. (laughs) Um, and then, of course, you have the initial scene where we're kind of seeing that there's a lion out of nowhere, which it's like, of course, it's explained later on why there happens to be a lion in this area. On the cover, yeah. That it literally rips off all of Sam's arm, but at least, you know, we know he regenerates. But Cassie, then, then you have the typical with Kat where she's like, I have my BMJ utility nice, pink. Yep, and right in the eyeball. Jabs it in his eye. The um, the last time we saw Ava was in the hack slash slice hard series. Yes, so it's it's been a while. Mm, definitely been a while. She was um, she was in charge of that facility uh, with the slashers, and she had captured Cassie and Vlad. It was a four issue miniseries with a uh, tiny little one shot to accompany it. Which I find it interesting, like, throughout this issue, if I'm not careful, like, I sometimes will confuse Angel and Ava. Except I think Ava has that headband, so that was when I was able to kind of decipher the difference between the two. The porno that she's watching um, reminds me heavily of, like, possibly, like, anime, hentai, uh, demonic women, you know, stuff like that uh, would be, you know, in this type of surrounding with, like, the uh, intestinals and the the brain and the tentacle arm and the boogly eyes, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. That's well, very hentai-ish, obviously. Um, <laughs> pulling the hair and everything else. <laughs> right, but the fact that it's also an angel and a demon, um, or, well, I mean, I'm assuming perceiving the blonde to be an angel in the porno, and then there's the demon, uh, is very reminiscent of Mercy Sparks, because she has both of these sides. And I guess she has mm-hmm. the halo, so I guess she is an angel. Well, I kind of find it interesting that, uh, of course, the angel has the same tattoo as Angel, and then the demon kind of still, it's almost like it's Cassie in demon form. Right, so this is definitely supposed to be Ava and Cassie. But then, of course, you have uh, Little Miss Angel, who thinks she's going to taunt poor Vlad, who's Ava. in fluffy pink handcuffs. You said Angel. It's, it's Ava. In the bed? Wait, yeah. No, the... that's Angel. Oh, that's acid angel. Acid angel. Ava, okay, yeah. Ava would be with Lisa. Right, 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 right. For a minute there, the way she is drawn and she's crawling over um, Vlad, I'm shocked that one cup of the uh, bra that she's wearing is still staying on her, even though we can clearly see her nipples in the panel right above it. It's just like, okay, come on, Tim, just, just, just. Don't draw her with the top on. We have the nipples, <laughs> clearly. This is an image comic book. The lace uh, below the, uh, you know, the the part that would tie around her back is dangling off of her. I mean, that would just completely reveal herself. But if you look further down the panel, the way the line in the wall where the wall split or whatever it is, it's right in the middle of her crotch. It looks like she's dripping. Oh, yeah. Actually, now that you say that, that is the first time I've seen it. That is too damn funny. <laughs> Happy accident or on purpose? Right. And Chris, 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 you're cheating on your pregnant girlfriend with the town sheriff. Who's going through her conundrum, kind of like what I had talked about before, of her going through her guilt and her seeing the blood of Libby on her car. And you could just tell she's she's feeling guilty and she's feeling like, is she making a mistake? Which, of course, you know, that panel of their face when they're kissing and all of a sudden that noise happens. <laughs> that face of both Chris and Maggie is ridiculous and hilarious. 
why don't we have a comic book or cartoon yet called Zombie Squirrels when Chris says, wait, did you say Zombie Squirrels? <laughs> that would be awesome zombie if we did. Zombie Squirrels? Yeah. Zombie Squirrels, that would be a great Oh, there great. it is. Yep, wait, did you just say Zombie Squirrels? Of course, him, it's his head that he's realizing that they're talking about Bobby and he's worried about Lisa. And Cassie um, is coming out of her... Stupor. Yeah, basically that's what I would call it, stupor. Um, <laughs> it's really strange that... Okay, so Vlad gets a key from the guy, Cassie's about to get dripped on, and Vlad breaks free and then uses her touch to break the chains. The color of her bra and panties, bathing suit, whatever the hell she's wearing, completely changes in the next panel when she kicks the woman... I'm wondering if that's the zombie woman, because remember, she bashes someone's head in, too. Because if at the bottom panel, she smashes their face in with, like, the lamp, I think that's supposed to be the zombie girl. When did she show up? All I and see that, is... That's the only thing that's not explained. It doesn't, when, that doesn't make any sense. I'm assuming that's supposed to be... No, because Angel's still spitting at... See, that girl just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. She's not... I'm flipping back through the issue right now. Okay, so, okay, Cassie's attacking, then they're in bed. There's only four people in the room. Her victim, the guy with the melted face, what's his name? Rick. Rick, Rick. yeah. Cassie, Vlad, and Angel. And then there's this girl. It doesn't, that, it, it doesn't make any sense, because she's if never seen. If it showed, like, an extra panel of right. this zombie girl rushing in, right. it would have made sense. And again, when Cat, when Vlad uh, loses it and punches Angel out through the window, that one little piece of clothing is still clinging to her, uh, her titty, and not like completely falling off. Even though now the top of the strap is destroyed, the bottom of the strap is loose. There should be nothing covering her. <laughs> well, and you could even tell with her bottom bikinis that that part is snapped now too. So it's like these should be like flying off of her body as she's fl- flung out the window. <laughs> right back in Eminence, Angel is uh, sorry. Ava is consoling Lisa, and Lisa calls her a whore. Yeah, I, I Lisa doesn't like uh, hearing that Chris is unfaithful. So you know the retaliation becomes well. What do you know and. Obviously, it hurts Ava's feelings, so she walks out the door. She's supposed to be a mindless automaton. She doesn't have feelings. <laughs> or there's this great line. Uh, oh, I can't find the clip, but that's okay. So there's a great line from Family Guy where Peter basically says that oh, hookers and strippers are already dead inside. I'm like, oh, oh my God. You can only get away with that on a cartoon. <laughs> uh, yeah, or I guess okay. a comic. All right, so there it is. Cassie then goes splunk, lights out, and that's a... I guess the zombie? Yeah, that's that's the female zombie. Okay. I guess it's even more confusing because she's blonde, too. Right. And then Vlad has a mercy kill on Rick. Basically, I mean, he's so powerful, all he has to do is a quick little... Yeah. That's kind of like somebody mouthing off to Superman, and then Superman just, like, plick with his finger, knocking them unconscious. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to put any effort. He doesn't need to raise a fist. I've seen it done in a dozen Superman comic books. It's always so cool. Someone's always like, blah, 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 blah. I'm the villain. And Superman's just like, plink. <laughs> and the person I mean, just goes, least... does like a flying somersault or whatever unconsciously. <laughs> and Superman just walks away because he doesn't need to exert any effort on some, you know, piece of shit terrorist or, or whatever. You know what I mean? No, no, definitely not. I no. mean, at least with Vlad, we know he has, he's got to use both hands to snap this poor guy's neck, but... Yeah, just it's kind of sad, because Vlad's eyes are all, like, dark and, like, sad, but he's also still feeling the pain from what uh, Angel said. And then Ava decides to mm-hmm. go take a, a dip into a pool of uh, dead piranhas, and Cassie and yeah. Vlad decide to have it out over, basically, Vlad's pent-up feelings over the last several months dealing with Cassie's bullshit, because she is full of bullshit. And been moody and just mean, yeah. And yeah. you know what? I think he has the typical response that any of us would have, that you just snap finally. Um, and then it ends with uh, Bobby Brunswick uh, revealing to be returned and looking in on Lisa as she is, I'm assuming, knitting, it looks like, uh, clothes for the upcoming baby. Yeah, she was knitting socks, because I, I do remember that from the uh, interview with Daniel that they were doing the socks because she was teaching Ava how to do it. And then the back of the issue, by the way, there's a, there's a two-page comic book. It's on, it's on one side of the page, the other side of the page, by Steve Seeley, who I've also met. That is Tim's brother, called Hoax Hunters. And this is not a uh, part of the comic book we're gonna, probably going to cover because uh, it's not hack slash related, but it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't. 
Um, really quick, uh, there is the advertisement for the upcoming Hack Slash versus Bomb Queen special. That will be our uh, January uh, one of our January shows because we're also going to finally be posting up in January the Hack Slash uh, Cheerleaders versus Zombies ca- crossover. So I was gonna say we actually recorded that one a while ago. That was like the first episode you ever recorded, really, the first full episode. I think it was the second one. Yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, yeah, yep. and with little little cups and all. <laughs> with Vlad's little coffee cup. Vlad's little coffee cup is the best thing ever. Oh my god, I would love to have that as like an accessory with a Vlad toy. Oh my god, or a shirt. I need it for a shirt. Let me tell you something. Did uh, I, I? I gotta ask Tim this, or message the people behind the Cassie toy. But I'm. Uh, I I think the Cassie action figure should be coming out soon. But I thought we were gonna get it, be getting it months ago, and I still haven't received mine. See, I haven't received mine either, but uh, I know Tim has his. Well, he physically. has to have his, and uh, True. we made a he point. We made a point about that in private conversations that it'd probably be behooved to have his before anybody else. Yeah, so uh, the Demon Dog Pooch leads Cassie and Vlad to the Bomb Queen's world um, as they hunt the Bomb Queen's cat, Ash. And uh, Bomb Queen is a psychotic Superman-level villainess who will kill, fuck, and steal whatever she wants. That's why the book is always mature readers, because there's a lot of sex in the book. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, she's a hot mess. <laughs> so in the back of the comic book, it says, New Dimension Comics proudly presents Hackslash number one, and it has the Cassie and Cat uh, sexy time bubble bath scene. It has Cassie mm. at a sleepover with a blonde girl who could possibly be uh, Cat, but there's another girl laying next to her with the red hair, and she's got the skylight over her, and she's in the really sexy uh, teddy. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a cool cover. And then the other cosplay cover has Cassie cosplayer with the decapitated head of a blonde girl. The hmm. print is too small for me to see if they list who the artist, the, the, the cosplayer is, but it lists the photographer, as well as the one where Cassie is got a long, is another cosplayer, and she's got her signature look with like Vlad's mask hanging off the bat. Uh, I'll have to look up who these cosplayers are. Uh, not one, but two sexy new covers of the ongoing series, a tubby time cover by the series creator Tim Seeley, and on the flip side, a photo cover with model, oh, okay, it's right here, model Mariposa Pelagrosa is the model of the tubby of the tubby time, but the other model is not identified in the ad in the back of the issue. Hmm. And they only made a thousand of those, by the way. Oh, so they'd be rare to actually find the print then. Right, but I'll post all the covers to this online because this now means there are one, two, three, four, five, six covers to issue number one. That's quite a bit. Yeah, so hopefully if uh, you're listening to this on Christmas or after Christmas, all those covers have been posted online because we basically will post the main cover the main cover to the premiere link on my website and then do a iTunes and Stitcher or Google Play link as well with other covers. So that way we spread the covers out a little bit. Um, and just so you know who Iman D- O'Donohue is, he looks like a painted artist. I found some of his DeviantArt stuff. Big, big fan of... Uh, I could see why Tim and Tim Seeley get get along so well. He is a uh, big Masters of the Universe artist. Nice. Yeah, he draws like He-Man and Battle Cat, like very like Frank Rosetta. Uh, his images of like T- of uh, Evil Lynn, Tila, and She-Ra are like sexy as hell. Uh, he's also got other characters he's drawn, like Captain Marvel and Hercules uh, and such or whatever. But yeah, he's a, he's a painted cover artist. His stuff is beautiful. I was going to say, and I, I do like his rendition of Cassie, too, because he's the one that did the one with the purple hair, right? Right. And then uh, we also have an uh, an ad for Undying Love. Can't love overcome any obstacle, even death. And then Skull Kicking Fun for only nine ninety nine. We have Skull Kickers, which I don't know anything about. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, collecting issues one through five and short stories. I don't know anything about it. It's in the back of the issue. All right, on <laughs> to issue number three of Hack Slash. All right. So the plot synopsis for issue three. Starting off in Eminence, Indiana, Chris is frantically trying to get a hold of Lisa, but she is not answering the phone. At the house, Lisa is preparing to take a relaxing bath, but unknown to her, she's being watched. As Maggie drives quickly to Lisa and Chris's house, they come across a car with a mutilated body. She ends up hitting a deer, only to find out that there is a horde of zombie deer coming towards them. 
In Louisiana, Cassie and Vlad are rushing back to their vehicle so that they can make the long drive to Indiana. Vlad is still angry with Cassie and not saying anything to her, and this causes her to finally open up and talk to him. She tells him that Vlad is her only friend and that they need to start viewing everyone else as victims and that they need to stop involving other people in their lives. At this time, they do not realize that Acid Angel is hidden in the back seat. At the same time in Indiana, Maggie is fighting off the zombie deer, but her car is eventually totaled from all of the damage. Having to go to the house by foot now, Maggie tells Chris and Kat to get going, and she'll defend them on their way. Lisa is soaking in her tub, and she thinks that Ava has returned. She goes to apologize to her, only to find out that it's actually Bobby and a talking zombie parrot in her bathroom. While Chris and Kat are running through the forest, they happen to come across Ava struggling to get free of the zombie fish. There is also a zombie snapping turtle that Kat quickly stabs in the head with her utility knife. They manage to free Ava and kill all the fish. We jump to a scene of Maggie in her house, and she is making a call to the Black Lamp Society. She tells the cult leader that the paladin Bobby has ascended, and the society is very happy about this. The leader tells Maggie to call him in the morning. Meanwhile, Sam is saving an old man and his granddaughter from a zombie bear dressed in a tutu. Turns out there was a circus at town years ago where some animals got loose and got killed, which also explained the lion that Sam saw earlier. Chris, Ava, and Kat finally make it to the veterinary office, only to find that it's overrun by zombie animals. Kat is trying to come up with a crazy scheme in order to help Lisa. Next, we come to an important scene where we see Maggie going through a conundrum. She is questioning if she is doing the right thing with the Black Lamp Society. One candle has gone back to a normal flame, but we watch as she dips it in the black toxin and relights it with a black flame. Back in the bathroom, Bobby is threatening Lisa and appears to be marking her skin by touching her with dirt. He tells her how disappointed he was with her and that he was loyal to her, but she didn't choose him and it got him killed. But Sam comes crashing through the window and a fight breaks out between him and Bobby. The other three make their way to the vet clinic, where they find that Pooch has been locked away so Lisa could have some privacy. When Kat realizes he can talk, she instantly is infatuated with him. Ava is in rough shape, but Kat has finally come up with a scheme to try and get the dead animal's attention and create a distraction. On Highway 20, Vlad is quickly trying to drive to Indiana. Cassie is passed out next to him, and this is when Angel finally makes her appearance. We end this issue seeing her licking him with her acid. And the music you were hearing is from the Ramones Pet Cemetery from the movie Pet Cemetery soundtrack nice um, let's see all right hack slash so issue three has one two three okay it appears to only have three covers but there might be more uh one covers by tim seeley and one is by vinnie tartamelli and i guess i forgot to mention that the publication date for issue three was april 2011 yes and the credits are pretty much the same in every issue which is nice for these ones. Vinny Tartanomelli looks like he has worked on The Punisher, uh, Through the Woods, through a company I've never heard of before. Uh, all very super sexy artwork stuff. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. This might just be fan art that he's made. I'm not 100% certain. I'm trying to see a book that he's worked on. It looks like a book of his. Um, is some pirate book or some adventure book called Through the Woods or Shadow of the uh, Kraken is a is a pirate book that he uh, that he worked on as well and they have all sorts of sexy pirate women. Um, he's got some Tomb Raider artwork. He's got some Captain America artwork. Star Wars. He got a beautiful picture for. Uh, yeah, this is definitely probably from Return of the Jedi. Um, and uh, Psylocke, I see, Tomb Raider, but I can't see what one particular book he worked on other than Through the Woods and the um, Shadow of the Kraken uh, pirate book. Well, pirate book definitely sounds interesting. Mm. 
So we begin uh, with uh, Chris and Maggie and Kat trying to race to get to Lisa on time, and they stop and they see a man uh, in a runoff car with his throat and arm ripped off by what appears to be the kamikaze Bambies, as Mm -hmm. Kat calls them. Kat and Vlad continue to have their little tete-a-tete, and we basically are switching back and forth between Cassie and Vlad having their uh, conversation about how to deal with each other's problems versus the... What, Going back to Indiana. Right. So. With a scene that should have been in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. The proper one that would have worked for it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're just like blowing away dead animals left and right, which is fantastic. <laughs> so this is the uh, only killing of animals scene that I can actually 100% approve of. Yeah. Yes. Unless the ca- animals are like rabid, like Cujo. Then unfortunately you, yeah. have to put it, you have to put an animal down if it's rabid. It's there's, I, I mean I'm I'm all against animal cruelty, but if an animal is rabid, there is not there is no saving it. The unfortunate side of it, but yeah, I've I've always said like I love horror movies, but I'm like why why do we have to kill the dog or the cat? But yeah, with Cujo, it's like I'm sorry you have rabies or old Yeller. Yep. Oh, poor old Yeller. <laughs> um, and uh, Lisa is enjoying her bath as Bobby shows up. And then we switch back to Cat uh, and Chris, and they spout Ava, and there is a killer turtle and a killer piranha, and she's got, like, bite marks all over her, which is kind of funny. Which we come to one of my favorite parts of the zombie fish that somehow manages to get into Chris's pants (laughs) and you have Kat who decides she's going to reach and get the fish and she clearly ends up grabbing his penis instead for the first time (laughs) she calls it a worm yeah she's like I can see why uh, you had a worm in there and just love Chris's who the hell are you again (laughs) that is pretty much an insult that his uh, comparing his penis to a worm Mm-hmm. Um, he's a small dick. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, we get back to Maggie, who, you know, is just frantic about everything. And you, you would think she would have had a little more of a grasp of what was going to happen. I mean, did she just think that the Black Lamb Society was about kittens and puppies? I mean... Yeah. Uh, I love how... Sam decapitates the uh, bear with one quick slice. Oh, my God, yeah. That is awesome. The bear in a tutu. Right. Chris and Kat help uh, Ava as the uh, crazed living dead animals ravage the town, and Maggie tries to um, use the black flame to help her problems. Uh, She doesn't really do a very good job of it. Um, no. Bobby, uh, of course, we uh, haven't seen him in quite some time. Uh, he was the first villain in Hack Slash Euthanize, otherwise known as the first Hack Slash One-Shot. And I really liked how Daniel drew his character in this one. Like, he seems like a crazed, weird, veterinary doctor of some sort. Yes, definitely. Um, we seem to also be able to have a... Uh, Still be able to portray Lisa as uh, somewhat of a sex symbol with, like, you know, the bathtub and, like, covering herself up and squishing her boobs. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Something you definitely would see, like, in a horror movie, even with a pregnant woman. Uh, Where it's like, I'm worried her. about what I look like. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a giant splash page of which, uh, for I was confused. Uh, when I was flipping through it before I read it, I thought it was Vlad with uh, Sam, but no, it's it's Bobby and and uh, Sam uh, going at it knife to knife. Yes, he is kind of drawn like a skinny version of Vlad. That is very true, except for the crazed red eyes. Cat's my favorite person because of what she says about Pooch. Really ugly zombie dog. <laughs> <laughs> but then he talks, and she quickly turns around and is like, he talks? I love him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Her uh, utility belt and other stuff that she wears for uh, weapons is kind of funny, very Rambo-esque. Well, especially with all the dog bones, it's like, oh my god. (laughs) Cassie has completely passed out and is drooling, and uh, Ava licks Vlad's cheek, which again, she has to be able to control how she does that, because that should have burnt his face. Oh, Angel, yeah, Angel licks his. Angel, sorry, not Ava, damn it. Um, they, they are. They look a lot alike. <laughs> she got her bikini tied back up, apparently, because it's the same one she was wearing before. And that's impossible. There's no way. 
Uh, squishy boob is squishy boob. <laughs> I do love the fact that there was an artist or there was an actress. There was somebody I had on the show once who we were talking about how like uh, certain anatomy being drawn doesn't make any sense sometimes. Um, or like the way it's portrayed. And I, I forget the conversation. And I really want to find what interview it was. But we were we were heavily focusing on like horror comics and female body parts, saying um, she appreciates when the comic book artist draws the boobs to be squishy and pressed up against something. It shows that they're not fake because that's what real boobs would be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. And I and I point that out right here when she's like pushing herself up against the back of Vlad. That's just little details like that are very very funny. Or the close up of Cassie's face while she's drooling. Oh my gosh, yeah. Also, all of a sudden, uh, and it's obviously it's Daniel's doing, Vlad has this V-shape to his face. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? It's so weird. We get the third part of the uh, Hoax Hunters, which I don't think is included in your omnibus, right? No, it is not. Okay. Then we get an ad for Hell Hath No Fury, like two women on a mission in a city full of monsters. Hack slash <laughs> Ava, Monsters Ball, part one of four by Brandon Jerwa. Cesar Razik and Tim Seeley from Dynamite Entertainment. And we will be getting to that in, I believe, I think February of 2021. So that will be so that two will episodes. Be and that's, that features the villain uh, Mary Shelley Lovecraft, who we met. Yes, she does come back. And then in the back, this is, of course, an Image comic book. So they started trying to do their, um, you know, a lot of Image comics were doing their own, like, stay on soapbox or little updates on other stuff happening or interviews with other creators. So you got to find out about a lot of like image comics you might have never heard of before, like excuse me, non player, super dinosaur, blue estate, and netherworld. Have you read any of those? I have not. How about sixty eight artifacts, blue estate, blue brother coffin, butcher baker, carbon gray, chew, elephant man, greenway, hack slash, hackalon, haunt, intrepid, invincible, invincible volume fourteen, bad man, marijuana man, marion man, morning glories, netherworld, non players, savage dragon, spawn, super dinosaur turf, the walking dead, weird science of Jack Staff, who is Jake Ellis, or Witchblade? Which of those have you heard of? I was gonna say Witchblade and Invincible. And The Walking Dead? Yes, well, of course. <laughs> uh, what about Spawn and Savage Dragon? I've heard of them, but I have not read them. You've never read Spawn? I have not. I need to. So this, by the way, is Spawn number 206, and um, uh, Spawn, of course, is now up to issue 306. They're the only comic book self-published to ever hit that high of a number. Which is impressive. Yep. Um, Invincibles is going to be a cartoon on Amazon Prime coming up soon. That will be nice. And Madman is one of those uh, comics uh, that's been around since the 90s. It's very zany, very Deadpool-like. The guy who created iZombie, his uh, name now escapes me. He did uh, Madman. Oh, gosh, and that escapes me, too. And that makes me mad because uh, I, it's one of the first comics I've ever read. <laughs> and Haunt is also a, was also a favorite comic book of mine. I'm hoping we're going to see the return of Haunt soon because Greg Capullo has just finished his contract with DC Comics and he's a free agent once again. And right. he is ending his contract as of issue seven of the Dark Knight's Death Metal series that's been going on. Um, and that is uh, to be his final Batman story. So, uh, And apparently he's going to be drawing covers for Spawn coming up for uh, Todd McFarlane again. So we might see some new stuff coming from him. Right. But he was contracted exclusively with DC Comics since the New 52. Yeesh. Yeah. So it's been quite a while since we've seen independent work from him other than his own yeah. creator-owned project. Uh, creator-owned project, I guess, was fine. Working for somebody else, not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Haunt has got a very similar story to both Spawn and Brother Voodoo. It's about a CIA agent who dies and his brother finds out that his brother his younger brother finds out that his older brother was a CIA agent. He wears this like exo ectoplasm suit that is made of his brother's spirit. So his brother helps him go on like super covert covert missions. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was very cool actually and I loved I loved uh talking to Greg Capullo about how much I enjoyed it when I met him and he had on his table at the time at Boston Comic-Con a print of Batman and Robin and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." He's like, "Yeah, you like that?" He's like, that, that's something I'm doing coming up. I was like, oh, you're going to draw Batman? He's like, I could be. 
And this was like April of 2011 that I met him. And then that uh, October of 2011, the new 52 launched with Justice League number one and then all the other new number ones that came out, including Batman number one, uh, you know, the relaunch and uh, introducing the Court of Owls. So you basically got to have a nice little chat with him before he even joined with them. Uh, no, that was definitely in the works. That's why he was allowed to put it on his table as like a teaser. Oh, okay. Makes yeah. sense then. Um, and that then is they, true. So uh, in the back of every one of these Image Comics every single month, they seem to have a uh, Image Comics monthly Q&A session. This one is with uh, the third degrees, Victor Kalvachev. He has uh, design credits in DMZ, the Nocturnals Penthouse, and video games connected to Disney films like The Incredibles. I don't know anything about this guy, but there's a whole article in here you can read. We're not going to read it because it's not really Hackslash related. So, But yeah. I just want to go through that because that's kind of an interesting little uh, add-on to Image Comics. So, And then the back of the issue we have, We Are Lost, Netherworld, another book that I never read. <laughs> I have the plot synopsis for issue four of Hackslash, which was published, excuse me, which was published uh, in May of 2011. We open up on Highway 20 outside of Tulsa, Alabama, as Cassie wakes up and her and Angel begin to have their fight. She uses her breast to distract Vlad, uh, switching over to India Eminence, Indiana. Chris, Maggie, and Kat continue to defend off the walking dead animal, sorry, Ava, as the action splits back and forth constantly between everything going on. We have Bobby fighting Sam Hain, and then we have Maggie trying to continue with her spell for the Black Flame. Angel continues to hunt down Cassie and Vlad, but gets blown up in the process in a museum. While all of the fighting is going on, Maggie gets killed by Bobby, taking one for the team, dying in Chris's arms. It appears as though that uh, uh, Lisa has her baby, and everyone learns the truth about Sam. Well, everyone in Eminence, Indiana, learns the truth about Sam Hain, and they tell Sam Hain to leave. At the end of the issue, Cassie and, ha- Cassie and Vlad finally arrive in Indiana, but it's too late. Everyone's okay. Chris is in a body cast, and Kat begins her investigation into Hackslash Inc. And that is how we end our four-part crossover crossroads. Uh, Storyline. If I sound very funny, I have some weird equilibrium. One of my ears is completely blocked up, not because of a cold or anything like that, but it definitely has the feelings of a cold. Uh, but it's de- I am not of the COVID or a cold. It's just one of my ears, unfortunately, was uh, giving me some problems, and I only made it worse. So that is why I sound a little funny uh, through this whole recording. So, And we have oh. a few covers for this one. It looks like we only have two. We have one by Tim Seeley and Carlos Badilla. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about what the other covers were for issue three. I don't think we did, did we? No. Okay, so the issue three main cover has Bobby and Sam going at it, Maggie with her gun, and Pooch by her side as the dead animals are around them. I noticed that on uh, there's a couple of dead animals crawling all over Sam Hain, and we wa- we have what looks like Ava, I'm going to assume, behind Sam, because... I'm going to assume Ava, too, because she's blonde. Yes, not cat because she looks a little older, her breasts look a little bigger, and she's not in cat's. T- she's not wearing glasses, or she's not wearing mm-hmm. no, not wearing glasses. She's not uh, in cat's typical kind of outfit. Although I do love how Maggie somehow has her like whole front of clothes is ripped off, and we can see her wonderful bra. I completely missed that. Yes, she's basically wearing <laughs> her cop uniform, but it looks like an animal just reached up and slashed down her front. I have done that more than once in a movie that I've made or that I was a production team of. They said that, um, uh, you know, we were either doing it on purpose or we thought it would be cool to do just to sexify the, sim- the, the scene up a little bit. And we, you know, we asked the actress ahead of time saying, listen, you're going to remain cl- – you're, you're not going to be nude, but we want the killer to reach up and just rip – the front of your shirt and pants down. <laughs> and she was okay with it, as long as she was able to keep her bra and panties on. Which it looks like it was the same case scenario here. <laughs> right. Or there was a film I directed where the DJ goes back to the radio console and she doesn't know the stalker is underneath the radio console waiting for her. And the stalker uh, is never seen other than through the eyes of the camera. But the one time we do see his hand, it was actually played by her husband. And oh. we, uh, he kept like reaching up to grab her, and one time ripped the front, ripped her shirt almost completely off of her body. <laughs> so there's just outtake out of outtake of her trying to grab her, and one time her head hit like the back of the stool. 
Oh, my gosh. And so he just reached up with both hands and, like, grabbed her by the waist and pulled her down. <laughs> I was just like, it's why like, don't we'll we make stop trying to make it look sexy and we just do it correctly? <laughs> but, yeah, like, more than once or whatever. No. Does he? He doesn't. No. He, so we tried to do a take of him pull, pulling her down by the waist, but we decided to go with the one that worked the best, which was her, him pulling her down by the top of her shirt, and he grabs her bra, but she, but she finally gives into it. So we're not look, it, it, because she's restraining too much or whatever. I was just like, all right, just give into it as soon as he does. Like, let go completely of the gravity. So that way you could fall with your husband. Mm-hmm. And then that's the other that's picture. That's the best way to put it. Right. And then the other, uh, the other cover is by Vinnie Tartamelli. And that has Cassie coming up from a basement. And Vinny Tartamelli, we discussed just previously. Yeah, we did. I was going to say, I, I do remember us talking about him. Cassie gets in Vlad's lap to break off her control uh, that Angel has put on, and then she motorboats Vlad. Which is hilarious that it does actually break him out of his trance. What is it? Any straight man? <laughs> breast. Instead of brains, you get breast. <laughs> Over in Eminence, Indiana, cats, even dead cats, cannot stop playing with a laser pointer. Nope. That Actually, is I funny. think Pooch, ha- Pooch, Pooch has the laser pointer. Oh, he is good for something. <laughs> oh, hey. You would love to hate on Pooch. <laughs> Man, the, the the writing in these issues is just like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, because then we switch over to Bobby and Sam, and then we switch over and to Maggie. blood everywhere. And then we switch over to the museum, and then Ava gets, uh, Angel gets blown up, and then we switch to, back to uh, Vlad and Cassie. Then we switch back to Sam Hain and Bobby. <laughs> and then finally, Sam Hain and Bobby's story lines up with uh, Ava, Chris, and Kat. As but Bobby, finally at the door. Right. As Bobby stabs Sam through the heart, uh, ripping his, smashing his heart, and Chris comes in with a boa constructor wrapped around him. I guess this is why he's in the body cast, but he really doesn't act like it's hurting him too much because he dives himself on the back of Bobby in the next page after he kills Maggie. Well, and he somehow rips that snake's head off on top of it. I mean, it's dead, so. True. I mean, I guess it would be pretty tender. Right. When Chris shows up with Ava, he says, we're here to chew ass and kick bubblegum. Oh, shit. <laughs> like he meant to say this instead. Which would, it's typical Chris, because, you know, he can't come in and actually look like a cool guy saying we came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. It's, we're here to chew ass and kick bubblegum. Right. Okay, Chris. <laughs> Which was immortalized by the great, late, great Roddy Rowdy Piper in this scene. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I absolutely love that line. And, of course, it's also (laughs) in the uh, Duke Nukem video games, if you've ever played those. Oh, gosh, it's been a long time. But, yes, I, well, my brother used to play them, I should say. Getting a shovel, a pointed shovel, into the back through the spinal cord, yeah, that would kill you. Uh, yeah, and it probably would be almost instant. Definitely, definitely. So, oh, so I was mistaken. Sorry. Uh, in my plot synopsis, uh, Maggie dies in Ava's kind of arms, like on the ground, but she reveals the truth about Sam Hain as well. Which that's when Ava realizes that that's when she tells Sam, "You must leave." Right. She sets Bobby on fire, which kills him using the um, the concoction that Maggie made earlier. Which, you gotta love that purple flame. <laughs> so, okay, so I thought Maggie gave birth, but no, she hasn't given birth. No, she, I, I think it's technically Chris who's in the hospital scene, not Maggie. No, no, I said that earlier in the plot synopsis, it's Chris in the body cast, but I thought maybe Maggie had given birth to the baby. Oh, Lisa, sorry, Lisa. Lisa uh, yeah, gave birth to the baby, yeah. Lisa give birth. No, She's no. She's just in the bathtub. Ava can't help but getting her clothes all ripped up. I, I think that's probably typical, Ava, because you know I think I remember when in the first issue that she's in, she's half naked in that too. Chris is high as a kite on painkillers, but again, it's funny that he's in a body cast because in the previous scene he looks like he's fine. Running well, especially into... when he goes to help Lisa. Yeah. yeah, you would think he was fine. Yeah, it doesn't really look like it. Cassie realizes that they have to stay away from Lisa and Chris and everybody because they'd bring nothing but death and destruction. And Pooch and Vlad have their goodbyes. 
as it looks like Ava is snuggling up to Vlad. Of course she is. Yes. Yes. Um, and Kat begins uh, her next case, closing case number 1015, and begins 1016, hack slash ink. Which also kind of starts the uh, cat and dog investigations kind of spinoff, because Pooch ends up with Cat. Yes, indeed. And then uh, the back of the issue, we have the Hoax Hunters Part 4, another advertisement for Hack Slash Ava, and then we have the May uh, Wizard, uh, Im- sorry, Image Comics, um, look at comics, we're not going to go through the whole list like I did last time, but there's Moriarty, number one, Last Mortal, number one, Breed, number three, and Gladstone School for World Conquerors. Uh, as well as the Breed Collection by Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin is best known as... Uh, oh, sorry, the Third Degree Interview is actually with Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin uh, broke into comics in 1972 for Marvel. And what character is Jim Starlin most famous for creating? That one I'm not sure. Thanos. Oh, that's yep. cool. He created all of those uh, characters. Thanos, the Infinity Gauntlet, Adam Warlock, all that stuff. All that, A lot of that Endgame, uh, Avenger stuff, uh, Endgame, Infinity War stuff. Uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where we saw a little bit of Adam Warlock at the very end. That's all from Jim Starlin. So Adam Warlock's character that was heavily missed, obviously, from the Endgame Infinity War saga, because he ties heavily to Thanos. Yeah. So maybe that'll be a big plot point of Part 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy, is that you know the whole purpose of Adam Warlock is to stop Thanos, and he's like, well, Thanos has been defeated. What's the purpose? What purpose do I have anymore? You know, who am I? Very true. And then on the back we have 50... 50 Girls 50. It's a comic book by Frank Cho. He's the story. He's the writer, so he's not the artist. I would love to have had him be the artist on this. 50 Girls, 10 Ships, Only One Way Home. I can only imagine Frank Cho's artwork on a book like this, but uh, they're all about female astronauts. Oh. Yeah, I have not heard of that one. But I love Frank Cho. I've met him a few times. Um, I hope he's doing well. Last time I heard, his wife had cancer. So. Ooh, I hope she's okay. But that's it for these three issues of Hack Slash uh, 2, 3, and 4. Hope everyone again has a uh, great, happy, merry Christmas. And you join us next year in 2021. Hopefully it's a better year. (laughs) Oh, did we talk about the covers for issue 4? I know we went back and talked about... Oh, right, 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 right. So issue 4... Because I know the one is with Tim Seeley and Carlos Badilla. Yep. And it's got... it's got. At, it, it, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it's the the one that has Acid Angel, and she's got that skeleton in front of her in a bath of acid. And of course, you have Cassie running in with her bat in the background, and Vlad with his two knives, and he's running in the background as well. It's definitely a cover that stands right out there, and a girl, a blonde, beautiful woman in a bikini with giant breasts. And it's peeling away from her, which it's been through the entire issue. <laughs> I'm trying to find if there's like a slasher podcast out there that just deals in slasher movies. Over on another podcast I do with uh, Scott Danielson, uh, the Vampire Movie Minute podcast, we're currently covering the film Life Force, which is the sci-fi horror movie uh, based on the novel Space Vampires, directed by Toby Hooper. And that movie is famous for one particular thing. Do you know what it is, Charcy? Have you ever seen Life Force? Oh my gosh, it has been years since I've seen it. Like, I want to say it's been like, 10, 15 years. But what? And as soon as you say it, I'm going to know. What character is probably the most famous thing about Life Force? The woman. Oh, God. <laughs> oh God. It's the female I... vampire in the whole movie. She's naked for, she has approximately 20 minutes of screen time, and she is naked for 18 of those minutes. Full, frontal, backshot, butts, crotch, tits, nudity. Uh, and I can picture her, too. I can literally picture the scene and everything. I can't remember who the actress is. Matilda May is her name. Thank you. She's I'm a like, 19-year-old French actress, French model, who didn't speak a lick of English. Um, and she is, like, got the... And, and you watch the movie. And this movie. This woman is flawless in every single scene. And mm-hmm. you listen to the commentary for the makeup artist, and he talks about any blemish, any mark on her, her body, he touched up. So that's why she looks completely flawless. Uh, well, then that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> she has like this, you know, her breasts are just always just out and pointing and she just wears no clothes. And wow, that movie. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what most people remember about Life Force is the main female, the villain, because she was the villain. 
the alien, the vampire. Actual alien, yep. Which, which was basically the explanation about where vampires come from. Uh, is yeah. completely stark, stark raving nude the entire movie. And here's the thing. Before they started filming, she decided to shave the business. And they were like, oh, we're going to get an NC-17 rating. So uh, you're going to wear a piece of fake hair above your crotch. Because oh, this was hilarious. 1984. That was not okay. Today, they would get away with that. I mean, you you watch, what's a mainstream movie? An actress was full frontal nude in it once or twice. Uh, Anne Hathaway in uh, Stupid Crazy Love. No, um, eat, no. what's the movie with the Viagra drug that she did with Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh my gosh, I have not seen that movie, but I know which one you're talking about. She is na- she has two completely uh, nude scenes in that movie, and one of them is full frontal. But yeah, I can't. I I know what one you're talking about too. It's not um. Sex, love, and other drugs. That's there it. we go. Yep, 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 yep. So it's very it, it's rather funny, and we talked a lot about on the podcast about how you can never get away with a movie like this or Species, where where again, where you know the actress is almost full frontal nude. She's wearing panties most of the time. You know what I mean? But Natasha Hendricks' breasts were out and on display a lot in that film. You know what I mean? She didn't have a problem doing nude scenes. She was a model. She was 19 years old. She had a problem with her kissing scene because she'd never kissed a person on screen before. Oh, see, now that one's a new one. It's like, oh, my gosh. So more comfortable being nude than kissing someone. <laughs> As a model, she definitely, she absolutely, she absolutely has no problem with her body. But kissing somebody on screen, terrifying. The person she had to kiss first to film was Alfred Molina, future Doc Ock. Nice, yes. Because she fucks him, screws him, gets impregnated, and then kills him. <laughs> I was going to segue into how, like, again, a movie like Life Force and Species, you could not get away with today in a movie. But then you look at Game of Thrones and how many women were completely naked on Game of Thrones. Well, women and men. Actually. Women and men, but let's, let's be fair, mostly women. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in that context, did you know that a lot of the women on Game of Thrones who played whores were actually European porn stars? That I knew. Yeah. That I actually did know. Yeah. Including uh, Shay, whoever the Tyrion Lannister's, you know, favorite concubine was. Yes. She's a very famous porn star in Europe. And, Which uh, would explain why they were very comfortable about how they handled everything. Right. And you're right. There was a lot of full frontal male nudity or whatever, the, you know, waving in the wind. And apparently <laughs> during certain scenes, they had to wait until certain things calmed down because you cannot shoot, even on HBO, a fully erect penis. No. <laughs> that is it, not okay. They, <laughs> it'd be easy to be excited around uh, those very attractive women. So. Right. Just real quick, the other cover was by Eric Jones, and it has uh, Cassie uh, with uh, the bat over her shoulder and says, fuck off, but the fuck is in the, I, you know, the weird symbols, um, and says, sexy, beautiful, deadly, America's favorite killer. America's favorite slasher killer. <laughs> no, it just says, sexy, beautiful, deadly, America's favorite killer, not slasher killer. Oh, yeah, it does. America's favorite killer. On the top of issue two, right below the title hack slash above the lion's head, it has an IGN.com quote, which I don't know if IGN is even still around. You know, I'm not sure, actually. I thought, well, a must read for something we'd have to investigate. A must read for fans of horror, quirky characters, and just plain hot chicks killing stuff. Luckily, there's never been a better time to jump on board than now. Which is true, because they relaunched hack slash back to issue number one. So, and that's 100% what it is. Just plain hot chicks killing stuff. That is the best way to describe it. Which, I mean, almost the exact same way of describing Hack Slash, except you have a badass Vlad with her. And again, that's all the time we have here tonight on Goth Girl Horror, this Christmas episode. And hopefully you enjoyed it. And check us out online at RadioHorror.com with all the previous episodes, as well as iTunes, Stitchers, and Google Play. If you would like to, you can send us an email, thatradioofhorror at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at, hat, at gothgirlhorror, or our individual Twitters at chrisdsav. Or at charcylux. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can buy us a cup of coffee at the buyacupofcoffee.com or the Goth Girl, the Radio of Horror Network link, uh, which will be put up into the uh, show notes as well as on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, and we'll be back in 2021. And thank you, and have a good one. I just wish there was something we could give you. A gift? A gift for me? 
Thank you. Thank you. Fifty times. And a Merry Christmas. Here's your turkey, Mr. Scrooge. Follow me. With a thankful heart, with an endless joy, with a growing family, every girl and boy will be nephew and niece to me. Nephew and niece to me. Will bring love, hope, and peace to me. Love, hope, and peace to me. Yes, and every night will end, and every day will start with a grateful prayer and a thankful heart. An open smile and with open doors I will bid you welcome what is mine is yours With a glass raised to toast your health With a glass raised to toast your health And a promise to share the wealth Promise to share the wealth I will sail a friendly course File a friendly chart On a sea of love and a thankful heart Life is like a journey who knows when it ends? Yes, and if you need to know the measure of a man, you simply count his friends. Stop and look around you. The glory that you see.